0: Hello to all the massage therapists out there. Welcome to season two, episode six of the USO LMT Biweekly Podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I'm the founder and executive director of USO LMT. The United States Organization of Licensed Massage Therapists is a new association for LMTs who want to work together to create positive changes in our workplace and in our industry. Our mission is to promote unity, advocacy, education, and engagement of licensed massage therapists through our Solidarity in Massage Therapy movement, encouraging massage therapists to be the change they want to see in our industry. Membership is open to massage therapy students licensed massage therapists based in the United States, massage educators, LMT-owned multi-therapist practices, and massage co-ops. We believe in the need to engage in a more collective and radical form of activism in our profession. We can only decide what the future looks like when we work together. You can become a member of USO LMT today for a monthly price of $20 or purchase an annual subscription and receive one month free. Our message at LMT is solidarity in massage therapy. We are one for all and all for one. Join today and find out how change and improvement in the massage industry is possible through strength in numbers. Now let's get into today's topic. Today I want to talk about reimagining a sustainable massage industry where all stakeholders thrive and I have a special guest on the podcast, Gail Wood of Massage & Spa Success. Before I bring Gail on today, I want to tell you about what I've been working on since early May. Now, I've developed a customizable report covering all aspects of creating a winning compensation plan for businesses that employ massage therapists. It's called Reimagining a Sustainable Massage Industry, where all stakeholders thrive. This report is for serious business owners with massage employees who are looking to lead a positive shift in the massage industry. Whether you own a day spa or a wellness clinic, if you have massage therapists in your business, this information is for you. I have over 20 years of experience in recruiting, sales, marketing, management, and training, and an additional six years in the spa industry. This report is a detailed analysis of the employee-employer relationship in today's massage industry, and a how-to guide on how to improve this relationship while also having a thriving business. You will not receive this type of in-depth information, advice, coaching, or support anywhere else. I have spent over a year diving into what massage therapists want and need, and also finding out what the needs are of business owners in our profession. Reimagining a sustainable massage industry is the go-to for wellness business owners who want to stand out and be leaders in making positive changes in their business and in our industry by being able to attract new hires now, delivering the right training and creating award-winning total compensation packages for their employees. Now, when you purchase this report, it includes two 60-minute business consultations. You'll receive one consultation prior to the report customization and delivery, and then you'll receive another consultation with me two weeks after you receive your purchase. This report is completely customized to your business, so I plug in numbers from your treatment menu into completely done-for-you Excel workbooks with formulas, and I provide everything for you. There is done for you salary and wage research from your geographical area included in your report. <clears throat> You'll also receive our employee survey data from USO LMT's Give Your Workplace a Checkup survey included. In the survey, we asked about everything from what front desk staff is like inside businesses to what management styles are like to whether or not the owners are engaged or disengaged in their businesses and knowing what employees think is really half the battle so we're going to provide all this data for you. You will also going to learn how to determine the structure of your pay, how to create compensation plans. You're gonna get expert advice on recruiting and your hiring process. We're even gonna address ghosting and how to avoid it, and I know that a lot of people are experiencing that right now. You're gonna get expert advice on modern training considerations, employee retention strategies, and you're gonna learn how to create an employee performance plan that actually works. I've also included formulas on how to measure your metrics and your KPI. Seven done-for-you compensation models. So, you're going to see straight hourly, flat rate, straight commission, hourly plus massage bonus, hourly plus commission, what a tiered approach looks like, and da 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 da, what does a salary model look like for service providers. You're also going to, it's all going to be customized with your service menu's pricing and it's all going to be done for you. And if you ever want to change it, all you have to do is plug in the numbers to whatever you want to change and it automatically calculates everything out for you. You're also going to get information on tips, gratuities, and service charges, what the the differences are, a comparison chart, and arguments for and against tipping and a complete monthly performance bonus structure with charts and formulas, and information on annual increases and cost of living adjustments, and a chart on benefits, and you're gonna get a lot of visionary ideas for alternative benefits and perks that you can offer. We're also gonna tell you how to create a total compensation plan summary for your employees any business that takes this information and adopts the advice that we've given in this report is going to have an advantage in today's labor market i promise you're also going to get a bonus so you're going to get a supplemental workbook included that is customized with your pricing to your local market all the formulas are included you're going to have a side-by-side comparison of each compensation model that i've talked about and you're going to get charts on determining cost promotion budget Um, efficiency ratio, a merit increase matrix, performance bonus structure chart, and an employee bonus matrix. And then all you do is just plug in your numbers and it tells you what your profit margins are gonna look like after payroll. In minutes okay you're also going to get another bonus this is an employee versus independent contractor chart so this is a side-by-side comparison that includes IRS definitions required tax forms required tax payments IRS advantages wage information and workplace cultural pros and cons of having employees versus having independent contractors now if you're serious about sustaining your wellness business and hiring top industry talent and retaining your staff and creating a workplace where everybody thrives, this information is a must have. There has never been a better time to reevaluate your employee processes gain the advantage in today's tight labor market, and be a prime employer. Reimagining a sustainable massage industry will be available for purchase by the end of this week. So you'll want to get yours, Reevaluate your processes, take control of your situation, and let's work together to attract the right people and create a sustainable workplace that includes career longevity for your employees. Now stay tuned for an interview with Gail Wood of Massage and Spa Success. I'm so excited to have Gail in the podcast today. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Gail. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. So welcome on to the show. I just wanted to thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited as well. I This, I think, is a very
0: important conversation.
1: Absolutely. We'll more of it.
0: <laughs> yes. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about your offer. For massage therapists, I'm sure not everyone knows how awesome you are. So, tell us, what are you offering for therapists today?
1: Well, I have quite a few different things. Um, I have been a massage therapist, an esthetician, a business owner for over 25 years, and about seven years ago, I started an online business with resources for the massage and spa industry. So. I focus mainly on marketing, spa services, done-for-you marketing content, things that I believe will help therapists to make more money and to be more successful.
0: They will. Absolutely. I know that when I first um, started massage therapy, I took one of your rebooking courses and it helped me so much. I made, I made a lot of money following your steps. I also ran and taught it to other massage therapists where I worked and ended up having a very successful spa because of it.
1: Well, great. I'm so glad to hear that. And you know, one thing I really strive to do is keep all of my products and services very reasonably priced. So um, I just thought I'd throw that out there. So my, my, um, my website is com. You can come check it out and, and see what I have to offer.
0: Yes, go check it out. If you're listening, do that. This will help. <laughs> So, um, I wanted to just kind of jump right into it. So, I know that you've worked in a lot of different employment situations, and you've also owned your own day spa. So, I wanted to talk about your experience as an employee. How, how did things go for you? Well,
1: my first job as an employee was at a day spa. Um, I was just a couple years out of massage school. I had been at a bed and breakfast that was an independent contractor situation. I was, I wouldn't really consider myself an employee there. And then I moved to a day spa to have year round work. And it was a good, it was a good job. Um, I would say I probably didn't appreciate it quite as much as I should have. (laughs) I, you know, had all of the typical thoughts that I think a lot of therapists have starting out. Oh, they're making money off of me and i'm doing so many services per week and i didn't understand really the business structure or what it takes to keep a business like that running um knowing what i know now i had a very very good deal there and i liked that job i was there for over almost five years altogether
0: nice so So let's kind of talk about like moving from an employee to the owner of a day spa. What did you find most different about that experience compared to being an employee? I bet you learned a lot, right? Oh, yeah.
1: It was a huge, a huge um, just education, just a business education. So, I mean, I learned basically that I didn't know a lot of things, Um, especially with marketing, advertising expenses like that. So there are a lot of expenses that are fairly set. They're to be expected, but there are a lot that can vary. And um that that's pretty challenging, you know, to need to do marketing, but you don't know if that money is going to come back to you in any way. And um so, just in keeping other therapists booked, keeping other therapists happy, being an employer, I, that was definitely one of the challenging
0: things of having a day spa to me. Um, yeah. I will say, in my experience, moving from just an employee uh, into just a spa management position, it's mm-hmm. so stressful. <laughs> it's yeah. So- it's- it's so stressful and it's so hard and there are so many things to talk think about and so many things so many people that you have to deal with and make happy it's a lot it is and um,
1: you know you want people to like you but you also have a business to run and so you know I certainly don't like ever being the bad guy but you do have to have
0: structure. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So I mean, one of the one of the goals with USO LMT that I'm trying to work towards is kind of working to bring the mindset of the business owner and the service provider together. Like I really mm-hmm. want to be able to make an impact where we can have a sustainable future in our industry and career longevity in the workplace. So like these mindsets I think are really important to talk about. So, as far as the employee mindset goes, I think right now, since COVID, there's been so many people that have just like reevaluated their employment situations. And I mean, the way that I see it, like it's really become an employee's job market. Like there are mm-hmm. so many donors that are desperate to hire right now. And I just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit. Like, what do you think is reasonable for an employee? To request right now, if they're going into an employment situation.
1: Um, so, are we talking about money, or
0: just money benefits? <laughs> right. Like, what what do you think that an employee could reasonably expect going in right now?
1: Um, I think that it really depends on the business that they're applying at. I think there's so many different business models and structures. So, what I would encourage anybody who's looking for a job right now is to really get clear on what you want. You know, what kind of schedule do you want? You know, what things are important to you? Do you want to be an independent contractor? Do you want to be an employee and have your payroll taxes taken care of? You know, what benefits are important to you? You know, if you want health insurance benefits, that's very expensive for the business owner. So probably your pay per service would be less. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's really just getting clear on, on what it is that you want. How much ideally do you want to make each week and each month? Not necessarily, I think this percentage and how much we get per service is outdated and i kind of think it needs to be re-looked at altogether.
0: Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that like going into an employment situation right now, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of factors, but one of the things I think is really important is like, you have to think about the size of the business that you're going into. Mm-hmm. And In the size of that business, it really matters. Like, are you going into an LMT-owned business that maybe only has three or four employees, and they've only been in business for one or two years? You're not going to be able to pay you, you know, seventy-five dollars an hour, or even fifty percent of what it is that you know the service price is, right? I think there's a lot of expectation there, but no one's really considering the like who their employer is, right? Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, there's pros and cons to all different employment situations. You know, if you go to a chain, well, they have national advertising. They you'll you might be busier. You may end up making more money, even though you make less per treatment. Mm -hmm. So there's just so many different factors to weigh and consider, including who you want to work with, what pace you want to work at. You know, I don't like working in that fast paced chain. Um, environment Mm -hmm. with 10 minutes between services. It stresses me out. It is stressful, yes. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, you know, if you're, like you said, if you're at a small therapist owned business, they may not have the capital to invest in advertising. And, you know, you may need to be able to take longer to build up your clientele until your paychecks are what you really need.
0: Mm -hmm. definitely yeah and so like on the flip side of this situation I over the last probably six months you know I've been in groups all over the country with business owners and employees and just watching this whole it's kind of like this unfolding drama (laughs) where it's (laughs) like it's crazy and I mean I see business owners that are like these, you know, I'm never going to hire, you know, another massage employee like this. They're lazy. They don't do their side work. They don't get this stuff done. And they're just, it's a lot of complaining. And then there's, you know, the employees, they're, well, they've always been complaining, right? Because things just aren't where they need them to be. Mm-hmm. But for the owner, I'm just like, these are the people that that you need to work for you. And I just like, I'm like, please delete all this stuff. It's not professional. It's not advisable for a business owner to be saying this stuff online. And like, I know it has to be so stressful trying to figure out how to hold on to a small business right now. But sometimes I wonder, like, are there expectations too high for what they're offering to employees? Like, what do you think about this?
1: You know, I don't. Just like I was saying before, I don't think there, you know, there is such a thing as expectations being too high. I think the expectations are unclear.
0: Yeah. You no. Know,
1: if you go into a situation and you don't realize you're going to have this list of side work and these end of the day chores to do, and then suddenly they're sprung on you, of course you're going to have a bad attitude.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But if you take the job, knowing like this is the expectation, this is how we do it here. I just think it comes down to to clear communication. And mm-hmm. if that's if you don't want to do those things, then keep looking. There's mm-hmm. another job that's probably a better fit for you. And I really think it's about getting the right employees with the right employers <laughs> and having that match. Mm-hmm. Um, Felicia Brown teaches a really good class on that, you know, like, how to get the right people for your business, because, I mean, everybody's different. Um, but I think it, it boils down to the expectations. Um, and I guess, yeah, I guess there is a point where, yeah, there's a line of what's appropriate and inappropriate as far as side work goes.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think so. I mean, if i was if I was paid for my side work and I knew that it was gonna be, you know, if I'm gonna be paid fifteen dollars an hour for all my hours where I'm not actually in the treatment room, I don't mind doing side work. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? But right. when it's like, when it's like, oh, yeah, you're just gonna do this, and then, you know, at the end of the week, if we don't, you know, make up for minimum wage, like, then we'll pay you that extra for, you know, the stuff that you did, but it's not like you're getting paid for all those hours. And I think that makes things confusing. And I think it makes it hard on the employee because they don't understand.
1: Yeah. I think it makes it definitely hard on the employee, but then it's like, well, what is, if I do a massage, what's appropriate for me to do that's taking care of, you know, getting ready for my client cleaning up after my client um, you know, all of those things that a lot of it is part of the job. And if you were self-employed, you'd be doing all of it. That's definitely slowly. true. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to things like expecting a therapist to sit at the front desk and answer the phone for three or four hours when they're not booked, you know, that needs to be hand, you know, handled clearly from the beginning. Right. <laughs> So, and if somebody is getting paid a base pay, well, then how much they get paid per service can't be 50%.
0: Yes, (laughs) I know. I know this is really, it's really tough to kind of get the specifics of it within, you know, the workplace, because if you're making, if you're paying over 50%, it's like your business isn't going to survive. Right. And that,
1: you know, that over 50% thing is based on ancient history. (laughs) That's how it was when I started out, but there, there were not business models like we have today. It was like, you know, you go to a bed and breakfast, you see your client, they're happy to give you 70% because you're helping them. They're not Mm -hmm. in the massage business to make money.
0: Right. And I think that's a big difference too.
1: But I think it's a holdover. This percentage thing is a holdover from like the old
0: days. <laughs> we need to modernize all of this right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we've kind of already been talking about it, but like my next question was really about like the mindset of the business owner versus the employee. They're so different. And I think that, I think one of the ways that we can assist in bringing these mindsets together is open and honest communication right? From the first, Mm -hmm. increasing transparency, especially like, how is the business doing? Because I know like a lot of times employees, they don't really have all of the information to really connect, like how, how, what they do contributes to the overall success of the company that they work for. Like they just want to go into work and do their massages and then go home. And they think about their personal bottom line, right? But they don't think about the bottom line of the business that they're working with. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think that we could do to get business owners to communicate more clearly and more openly with their employees, especially regarding their financial situation with their business?
1: Well, as a business owner, I mean, I would, I would have boundaries around how much of my, you know finances I want to just be completely open about but I definitely think there's a lot of room for a discussion about you know what needs to happen on a monthly basis for the business to stay afloat you mm-hmm. know like I I can't remember the exact numbers but I remember at one point figuring out like okay how many you know one hour services per month is my break even point yeah. And that was like at least half the month, usually till I would break even. <laughs> right, um, And that was accounting for, you know, if somebody comes in, they get a one hour massage. It's $80. If I'm paying my employee $40 plus payroll taxes, I might be paying them like $55. Mm-hmm. So that leaves me what? $25 to cover all my overhead and expenses from that particular appointment right you know so just you know I think having an understanding of that $25 goes back into the business to keep the doors open and you know at some point there you know hopefully there's a profit being made (laughs) (laughs) But I think having I think having an understanding that that business owner isn't making money from off of every massage that you do.
0: Right. Right. There's definitely a period of time where they're not making any money because everything is going to expenses. And then after that, you know, it's not really all just gravy either. Right. There's always
1: something, you know, probably that they want to invest in, you know, to improve or do more marketing or something on like that on their list. So I think having these general discussions that, you know, like this is our, you know, we need to reach these kinds of sales targets, these rebooking rates, and that keeps our business healthy and thriving so that we all can thrive and then get to the point where, you know, maybe there's more benefits or bonuses or raises.
0: Mm -hmm. Agreed.
1: yeah, I think there's a place for for some good discussion and, you know, staff meetings and things like that. I don't think, you know, like turning over your tax returns to your employees is quite necessary.
0: No, I don't think so either. <laughs> or divulging, you know, your ownership salary or anything like yeah. that. I don't think that that's really necessary, but there has to be some kind of understanding of what exactly is happening in the business and, you know, where the money is coming in, where it's going. And then like this connection between, so the employee knows, okay, what I do today connects to this with the business and this is how we grow. And if I don't do this today, this is how we lose, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And it's something that I don't see very often in massage business. So I think the owners could definitely think about that and, you know, get good at that. And that would make them more successful. And I think
1: overall, I mean, I don't have any statistics like right with me, but I think that overall in general, businesses that give their employees some kind of a buy-in or profit share tend to do very well and they have, you know, more motivated employees. So I think it would be something to consider. You know, every month that we hit this target or you hit your individual targets, you know, like I like incentives. <laughs>
0: I worked in an employee owned business um, one time and it was it was not massage related at all. But we all worked um, really hard to keep our company going because every time that we started making more money or we made more in- investments in what we did into the company, um, you know, our 401ks just kept going up and up and up and mm-hmm. up. Right? So our money was going through the roof and we had stock options in there that we could cash out at the end of every year. So it was pretty great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and we've kind of talked about like, uh, payroll expenses previously, like uh, in a couple different meetings that we've had with USOLMT and on our YouTube channel. And like, that's generally the main expense of the business owner. And then, you know, rent is usually incredibly expensive, especially if you're like in a strip mall or something like that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the other expenses. Like what, what would you say for an average spa, um, what would you say the rest of the expenses look like products? There's a lot of things to think about, right?
1: There are, I made a list, <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> a comprehensive list that was, I kind of had fun brainstorming it. Um, <laughs> so of course we have payroll and that includes any kind of support staff. Mm-hmm. So, If you work somewhere with a full-time front desk manager, I mean, that's a, pretty big expense for the business and it's also a huge benefit for everybody that works there you know the phone's going to get answered and and your all of your clients will get taken care of um of course there's utilities i think a big one that can be a bit of a wild card but is probably pretty big for most businesses is advertising yes especially when if it's a new business um So that's a big one. There's all the supplies that we tend to not think about. We think about, you know, I don't know, massage oil, things like that. But there's um, office supplies. There's printer ink. There's sheets and towels and cleaning supplies. um, All the bathroom supplies, break room supplies, the tea station, snacks, anything like that. Um, What I found as a business owner is these smaller expenses add up to a couple thousand a month. Usually. Yeah. Um, credit card processing is I would say for an average small to medium size spot, 500 to 1000 a month.
0: That's a lot. Uh, And, and
1: you know, and your employer is paying that also on all of your tips. So that is usually coming out of the business. There's any kind of licensing that's required by the town or the state or the state board Um, businesses have to have their own liability insurance policy. Um, There's local taxes. I, my first year of my day spa, I got a bill from the town property tax on the furnishings and all of my equipment
0: (laughs) Oh my, How much <laughs> that, was- one
1: was, that one was a shock. Um, you know, being a part of networking groups, which that could probably be put in with advertising, um, just everything in the spa. If they, if the spa owner did not rent an already built out spa, they probably have alarm payment on the build out. Yes. Um, There's payroll services and accountants, Um, any kind of equipment, anything that breaks during the month, the washer, the dryer, the, I mean, just any, any little thing like that, all of the decor, carpet cleaning, window washing, uniforms, software, your mind body software, anything like that, phone lines, internet, even
0: music. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and laundry service if you have one like that can be very expensive yes and oh gosh so worth it (laughs) yes but very expensive
1: (laughs) yeah and then and you know this again depends on the arrangement that the business owner has with the landlord but a lot of business owners are responsible for absolutely everything inside of the building and that's a big difference between renting a house and renting commercial property. You know, if you rent a house and the toilet breaks, your landlord has to come fix it. It's usually not that way with a commercial lease. Right. So, yeah, so it's a lot to think about. And I think, you know, I think knowing that hopefully will help employees to be a little more cognizant of what the business owners are investing every month. And maybe more appreciative. And then on the flip side, we need to get those business owners more appreciative of the employees.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, (laughs) we do. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's really just, you know, bringing these two things together and just, I think, creating some more understanding. So hopefully, Mm -hmm. accomplishing that today. Yes. So, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed um, in my massage uh, career is that, like, when I've worked, I've worked with business owners who didn't have any massage experience. They were totally unfamiliar what it takes to be a massage therapist. One of them was, uh, had been an accountant in her previous life. Um, mm-hmm. There was another one who was like a, a copier salesperson in her previous life, right? And then they come to the massage business and they're so excited about getting things going, but they have no idea right. what they are getting into. Um, and I think that It just makes things so much harder. It makes things so hard when you're running a spa or massage business than it needs to be if you don't know how to connect with your employees and you don't really understand what they do. Yeah. And I think massage therapists are always talking about this. They're always complaining that, you know, the business owners don't understand. So... What do you think a business owner can do that is unfamiliar with the job to actually increase their understanding of massage therapy and kind of like what their employees go through on a day-to-day basis?
1: I mean, I think that really comes down to communication.
0: You know, talk Mm -hmm. to your employees, you know,
1: ask them, how's this working out for you? What, what do you need? What can, you know, what can we do to support you? Because, you know, they're supporting your business as well. Um, I think that employees underestimate the fact that they can, you know, schedule a meeting with their boss and sit down and talk to them. They're mm-hmm. they're just people, human being people. <laughs> yes, that's true. And, you know, and I think that most of them are willing to listen. Um, I had a, a job at It's not a chain, but it's a place here in my town that is modeled after a chain type of business. Mm -hmm. And I got my schedule changed from 10 minutes between appointments to 25 minutes between appointments. Nice. Because I just went in and said, I don't, you know, I don't want to do this. It's stressing me out. And But I, I explained, I was like, there's just, there's not enough time and it's making me run late, which is making your business look bad. You know, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) So I think a lot of it, again, communication um, and then appreciation. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Um, And that can be as simple as saying, thank you for coming to work today. Yeah. I appreciate Mm -hmm. what you have done. You know, we tend to, humans have a negativity bias. (laughs) Yes, We tend to see what people haven't done, which, you know, that also needs to be mentioned, but it's always good to, you know, focus on what people are doing right while,
0: you know, saying, don't forget to do this or, you know. Absolutely. There was this uh, one time and we had a training and I was working for a franchise at the time. And we had our corporate franchise trainer fly in and do a training in our location. And it was so funny. Our, what the business owner, this is one of the ones that was just unfamiliar with massage. And this was a new business that had only been open maybe five or six months. Um, Mm -hmm. So we had the corporate trainer come in and, you know, of course he's very experienced and he knows exactly what he's doing. And we had her in the room and we had her do all of the things that he was showing us. And it was so cute because she was excited. Yeah. She was like, Oh my gosh, I'm massaging people. <laughs> and like a business owner, I think getting themselves into a situation like that, where they're actually doing the thing, like yeah. if they have any opportunity to do that, they should do that. Because I think just seeing the way that it, like, it lit her up to be mm-hmm. able to touch somebody and have it make a difference. And everybody was just like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And it was really cool to see. Yeah.
1: And I think, yeah, I think sometimes when you're, when you're the business owner, you get disconnected from what's happening in the treatment room and how special it really is mm-hmm. um, and how you need to support your staff so they can be doing those high quality special treatments in the room, which really is the most important thing. Um, yeah. And then, you know, There's also other things that are important, like you mentioned, rebooking and things like that. So I think focusing on what's most important
0: um, would probably go a long way. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've worked with a bunch of business owners, too, that didn't really have a lot of experience in marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. And this was hard because it made it really difficult for them to keep their staff booked and keep busy. And I know you've got all your marketing experience and you're awesome in this area. So I really am interested to hear what you have to say about this. So like in these positions, you know, if it's a new spa and they haven't really been doing a lot of marketing, they haven't really got into like, grassroots marketing, or maybe they're trying to do everything online and it's not working. There's a lot of sitting around. There's a lot of waiting to be booked. There's a lot of not really getting paid. And I think it creates this conflict because when you're at, when you're at that point, the therapist is like, Hey, can I just go home? Like, why am I here? Right. And I know there's business owners, like they're required to make up for wages that don't equal the minimum wage. But at the same time, like, I don't think massage therapy is a minimum wage job. And like minimum wage today, literally, like, I'm just going to be super <laughs> clear about this. Minimum wage equals minimum effort, I think today. And I just would like to see business owners get better at their marketing and sales, so they can keep clients coming in. So, how would you, um, how would you help a business owner that maybe doesn't know a lot about marketing and sales to keep clients coming in and keep their staff busy? Um, well, they
1: have to learn about marketing and sales.
0: <laughs> yes, they do. And-
1: Get out there and try different things. I think, honestly, I think my marketing boot camp would be would be very appropriate um, for for business owners. Now that you mentioned that, me <laughs> too. Um, because you know, there's there is more to it. Like you can have a great place, you can have a website, you can post on social media, but there's a lot more to it for a small business. You have to get out in the community. So, you know, but I do think it's a two way street when the business owner does have clients coming in i think the therapists really need to be putting in the effort to get the clients rebooked Mm -hmm. and you know that needs to be a mutual effort and then you know i could just envision some kind of a you know like what's the plan here if it's slow could you rotate who goes home you know have different options for people and then, you know, what's the game plan where it's slow? Can they send a newsletter? Can they um, contact clients that haven't been in in a while? Mm-hmm. Things like that. So, I mean, to me, that's pretty much common sense. <laughs> but as an employee, if you have ideas that will help the business, if you want to work there and be successful, I would definitely step up and, and make suggestions. So
0: that, that's one of the things that I did. I started doing like a newsletter for the franchise that I worked for. Mm-hmm. We did a newsletter and then they asked me to do their customer newsletter, you know, and just like stepping up to do a little bit extra really went a long way to helping me um, in my career and, and it helped the business, you know, yeah. uh, at least somebody like, When they see that somebody there actually cares, it it makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah. And you will make yourself invaluable. I worked at one spa where by the time they did the build out, they bought everything, it was gorgeous. They were like, we can't afford a website. (laughs) Oh, no. And I was like, well, I said, I can build a basic website, get GoDaddy. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, I did the website. I was like, I'm sitting, you know. Uh, we weren't busy anyway, because it's very seasonal around here. And, but by doing that, you put yourself in a position where you can ask for a little more, mm-hmm. you know, if it comes down to it and the a client calls, who's going to get booked first? Yeah. You know, yep. so, mm-hmm. so these are the things to think about when, when you're like, I just want to go home, nothing's happening here. Um, You know, I think. Being a little creative, if that really is a job that you want, why
0: not pitch in and help out? Yeah, agreed, agreed. So I think that kind of leads us into the next question, is like, what does a massage therapist have to do inside a day spa or a clinic to actually make top dollar for their service? Like, we know it's not just showing up and doing good massages and going home, right? Like, what is
1: that? that? Like, that's the minimum.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because
1: if you're not showing up or you're not doing a good massage, well, that's way below minimum.
0: (laughs) Yeah, then you're definitely not going to make more money or, you know, get paid top dollar for your service. But like, what is that something that they're missing to actually make a business owner want to provide for you as a therapist? Because that's
1: super important. I would say a rebooking rate of at least 25%.
0: Yep. Um, I think that's
1: probably the most valuable thing you can do as an employee is to keep the customers coming back, the clients, customers, um, keep them coming back and to build your skills in that area. If you don't have them, build up your confidence. It gets easier and easier. Um, You know, from my class that I didn't know how to rebook my clients when I started out. I didn't even know I was supposed to. Like, they don't teach us this stuff in massage school. We're not bored knowing it. It's true. <laughs> the business owners are over here thinking, well, this is common sense. Why aren't they doing this? And we didn't know we were supposed to. Um, yep. <laughs> so that's that's where there's a can be a huge disconnect. So an employer can, you know, provide some training in these areas and set the expectations. And then as the employee, you know, build your skills and there are you know there's courses and programs out there but there's also i mean tons of great free information books all kinds of of ways to learn how to do this Um, the other thing i would say is if you notice that something needs to be done don't you know not my job it
0: (laughs) yes there is a lot of that
1: If something needs, if the bathroom needs paper towels, go get a roll of paper towels and put them in the bathroom or at least tell someone, (laughs) Yeah, Um, you know, just generally be a team player. And if you're too busy, if you're rushing between clients, you know, being a team player would be letting somebody know if you have time, it would be just taking care of little problems, you know, walk around the waiting area and fluff the pillows and clear the cups. You know, it takes a minute or two. Yeah, um, that's definitely true. Definitely doing your agreed upon amount of side work. So whatever is in your contract or whatever is expected. Um, I know every place I've worked, there are the people that really do their side work and there are the people that kind of try to weasel out of it, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I've always been of the mind, like I'm at work to work.
0: So. I know I get so bored. Like I can't just sit there. So I think that's one of my, <laughs> my things. I mean, that, that actually can just make you a lot more successful because if you're bored just sitting there, like get up and you're going to get up and do something, right? Like, yeah. so I would just get up and like stock rooms or, you know, cl- clean or mop the floor, or, like whatever it was, fill the lotion bottles, anything just yeah, help, help, the, the, help whoever's
1: busy flip their table, whatever needs to be done. I and know. it's really, I mean, it makes for a really fun work atmosphere. If, if that's the, um, culture of everybody just pitching in and helping each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It makes, it does make things so much better. Um, if you want
1: your employers to love you, get familiar with the product lines and recommend products. I know that's probably not anybody's favorite, but it won't kill you.
0: <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. I think that's huge. <laughs> huge. Okay. I love sales. I love products like body treatments. That stuff is my jam. That's what I want to yeah. do all day, every day. And so when I, you know, if, if I've worked in spas that actually have products to sell, like, I want to know mm-hmm. everything about these things. What are the ingredients? What is amazing about this? And then yeah. how did it connect to my treatment? Right. Because mm-hmm. It's so easy to sell this stuff like it's so easy like all you have to do is be like hey we had a really great massage day. this is the aromatherapy that I use let me take you out front and show you the aromatherapy you can take this home with you and like go ahead yeah. with your experience at home and it's so easy well it's easy for us would you say
1: that we're the exception in the massage industry I don't know probably yeah, I don't know <laughs> I, I kind of think we are just based on massage therapists that have been my employees Um, but I do think if that, again, if that expectation is set from the beginning and then the employer gives the employees, you know, training on the products and enough, enough information so that they can be successful, because just telling somebody, Hey, sell these products you've never heard of and know nothing about isn't going to work. So, um, but product sales are a huge part of what keeps a business healthy and afloat and what gives the employer more room to provide employee benefits and higher pay. So it all works together. Um, of course, getting to work early, being ready to go is always a a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, and really just being responsible for checking your schedule, making sure you know what time you start the next day and being really proactive with that. I remember the, the one and only time I had a new job and I thought, well, they call me and tell me my schedule for the next day was generally how it was done. Well, I was in the grocery store shopping with my kids and I get this phone call, Gail, where are you? Um, oh, no. I'm at the grocery store shopping with my kids. Well, you have a full, I had a full day booked from the time I left at four o'clock the day before. And like t- the time they closed, they booked up my entire day and nobody told me. Oh no. I think and that's I'm how- just like, you know, a one minute phone call, I could have checked back in. And so it was a huge lesson for me to just, you know, take that responsibility on myself, even though it was kind of their policy to notify us. Yeah, Yeah. now we have a lot of great online resources where we can usually check in online.
0: Oh my gosh, I know, thank goodness. Like I don't (laughs) wanna be in panic mode wondering what I'm doing tomorrow. Right. I just, no, I can't do that. (laughs) So um, I love online booking. I love being able to see my schedule and know what's going on.
1: (laughs) And I think, yeah, and I think, and being proactive and saying things like, I mean, I, when I'm working in a spa, I watch my schedule because I have to make sure I get that lunch break.
0: Yes, (laughs) absolutely.
1: So I might be a pain in the butt for the front desk, but I'm like, well, Gail who had lunch is a much better therapist. So that's true. (laughs) But I can't, you know, you can't expect that front desk manager to remember eight people's lunch preferences. Some people don't want lunch. They want to work straight through the day. Mm-hmm. And make as much money as possible. So, you know, um, and then the other thing I think is really being cognizant of, you know, what it does to the business when you ask for a lot of time off or last minute time off and just try to, you know, keep up your end of the bargain and work. I mean, everybody needs time off, but mm-hmm. As an employer, I had people, you know, oh, can I have Monday off? You know, can I have this weekend off? It just seemed like it was all the time last minute requests for time off. And that is stressful to the employer who
0: needs people there working. So Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I would do is I would, I would like every few months, I would kind of I would plan my time off way in advance, where I was like, okay, I know I'm gonna want this day off for this birthday, or I know I'm going to want this, you know, a couple days off, because we're going to go on a little trip or whatever. I plan that stuff like three months in advance. And then a couple months before put in my time requests, you know, and I never really had an issue with that. Like, there's always the occasional like, Oh, gosh, I'm sick. I can't come in today. (laughs) You know, right? Standable, but like, you need to plan in advance when you're a therapist and really sit down and think about when do you want your time off? And this is better for you really in the long run anyways, because then you have something to look forward to, you know, you've got self care, right? It's really important. So I feel like a therapist could look at it from that mindset instead yeah. of like, Oh, I just don't want to come to work Monday. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. And, But I think that part of that might be, you know, if you don't feel like you're valued, you don't feel like they really need you, you know, Mm -hmm. you get to where you feel like, well, it doesn't really matter if I come or not, but, um, I promise it does. And there's enough unavoidable time off, like you said, for getting sick or getting injured that if you're, you know, like, again, if you're always the reliable one, guess who's going to get booked first and who's, you know, really going to be first in line. For, that's true.
0: Um, and then you'll get those good clients that come back. <laughs> that's absolutely true. I mean, you know, even in like a resort situation, five diamond okay. resort, and we had um seniority booking, but mm-hmm. They called me all the time just because I always said yes, right? Yeah. I, I needed the money. I, I was like, if you need somebody just call me. And they called me almost every day. And I made a ton of money there because of that. And you then know? you know
1: what? If you came in for that call and you're already standing there, they're going to book you the next one.
0: Yeah. Just
1: they're, they're going to be like, you know, people are do what's most convenient, <laughs> Yeah, I I, I say often, you know, showing up is half the battle. And I know that nobody wants to sit around and not get booked. But if you are sitting around, you will get that call, you know, and it's, it's not the easiest industry always to break into and be successful. And you kind of have to pay your dues a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, i I think that really, if you're just starting out, it, it might be a good idea to keep a another part-time job going, just just knowing that it does take a little time to build up a clientele.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: depends on where you want to work. I mean, if you're working at the Grove Park Inn or somewhere like that, you that's probably not a concern.
0: <laughs> right.
1: They're booked out months in advance. I know, because I keep trying to get in there. <laughs>
0: Jeez. So. Yeah. so, I mean, we're, we're, so I'm doing this survey on the USOLMT website. It's called Give Your Workplace a Checkup. And it's just, it's been like an ongoing survey. I've had it up and sometimes I'll post it in a group and get people to reply. And it's totally anonymous. Um, so a therapist that's working somewhere can just go in. We ask questions about, you know, what's your manager's style look like? Is your front desk competent? What's your pay like? You know, stuff like that. And one of the results that we've had from this survey is that 40% of the people who have taken this say that they feel like they're expendable at work. And that's a lot of people. It's a lot. And so When you look at franchises and other like small massage businesses, what I feel like I see is there's not this huge effort to retain employees over the span of their career. Like a lot of these places, I think therapists kind of look at them like like they're dead end jobs. They have like a revolving door. And for the business owner. I think that this means that they really have to bank on the fact that there's always going to be new grads coming into our profession, willing to take their jobs, right? And they're just expecting them to leave after a year or two. And I see, I don't know, I feel like I see a huge problem with this, especially now that like school enrollment is down so much, as graduates coming into the field. And, you know, what do you think business owners can do to help themselves right now? I mean, how do do they make their staff feel more valued? How can they they retain the staff that they currently have? And like, how can they encourage more career longevity in their workplace?
1: Um, I think that, again, going back to what we were saying before, they need to listen to their staff, ask them, you know, what would make you stay here long term? I know that going through school, though, I think it's kind of a in the massage industry culture that you get your starter job at one of those places, mm-hmm. you know? So I think a lot of people go into it thinking it's not going to work out or they're not even supposed to stay there really. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's just an, an all around, you know, again, setting the, the expectations. I think having, somewhere for people to go. You know, how can I make more money? How can I advance in my career here? And I mm-hmm. see a lot of places offering that, you know, after you're here for a year, we will pay for your license renewal or we'll pay for your continuing education courses. Um, but yeah. I think that when, when we get into the, the idea of therapists coming in and saying, well, this is what I have to be paid. And if it's the top amount that a business can pay based on their business
0: structure, there's not really anywhere for them to go. Mm -hmm. That's true. But I feel like even at the franchises, I've noticed like, there is some kind of upward mobility within a franchise. Like you might start off as a therapist, but then you can end up being a lead therapist and then you make a little bit m- more money. You take on a lot more responsibility, Yeah. Um. you know, but then if you're interested in going into uh, managing, like they, you know, they do try to open up these sort of like upward mobility opportunities for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, and I I saw that just for me, even just being in there for two years. So it made a difference to me because I didn't want to be, you know, stay at the bottom. I wanted to move up, right? Um, And so I feel like that's really important. And if small business owners who are, you know, LMT-owned practices could think about that, how can I give this person some upward mobility? Can I give them a new title? Can I give them a little extra responsibility? what little things can I do to at least feel like, help them feel like they're still growing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and again, that comes down to, you know, everybody wants to have input. So you might not be able to implement all of your employees' ideas, but if you listen to them, there there will be some good ones. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. I and think so,
1: you know, seeing your ideas implemented, even if it doesn't come with um, a pay raise or anything else, you know that you're contributing and you're making a difference. So, um, and I think, you know, I think that having just a culture of fun and appreciation, I know at the first day spot I worked at, the boss would just buy us all pizza randomly and little things like that. They, I think to me, they mean a lot. I really think, well, that was very nice of her. She didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but here's the thing overall there, there are people that are just not going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. We can't please everybody. I saw that statistic that you showed 40% of massage therapists feel they are expendable at work. Yeah. But, and so I Googled percentage of Americans who feel like they're expendable at work and it was 45%. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe we're actually doing a little better than
0: average. (laughs) It just seems like so much to to feel that way. You know, if you, if you're a business owner and your employees feel that way, first of all, I mean, you need to be able, they need to be able to trust you enough so that they can tell you that they feel that way. Right. And then at the same time, you need to be able to respond to that so that they don't feel that way.
1: Well, and you know, the, I think the flip side of that too, is I think a lot of the employers and business owners we get burnout we get jaded oh i know um, it's hard you know therapists quit with no notice mm-hmm. you know they they no show they're unper you know you can have people that are unprofessional and it can really i know when i had my spa i got i got burnout i definitely went through phases of being like whatever I'll just put somebody else in here
0: (laughs) I mean I hear that for real like Mm -hmm. I I feel like I kind of got burnt out a little bit but then I went right into management and like like that creates especially if you're trying to do like new projects or you're trying to change anything you're constantly dealing with your staff all day every day and I was like how do people get anything done at work I have to do all the work at home yeah I was just like, and then it was just hours upon hours upon hours of stuff that I was trying to do because we were trying to implement some changes for the staff, Um, you know, and the business wasn't profitable that I was working for. We were trying to make some major changes to make things better, but oh man, I was so tired.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and it's hard, it's hard when, I mean, I could, I could go on and, and tell, stories, but you know, some people aren't trustworthy. And I think that, I think that clear communication would help a lot setting those expectations from the beginning Mm -hmm. again. So, but it is hard. It's hard being an employee and it's hard being a boss.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so I think that now that we know that both sides are hard and difficult, like maybe we just continue to approach with a little bit more understanding of what Mm -hmm. the other person is going through, that things can get a little bit better.
1: I think so. I really do. Um, And I think that, you know, I think that what you're doing is, is a good
0: step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, you know, at first it was really all about trying to help out the employee. But the more that I go along with this, the more the business owners are coming out and they're asking questions and they seem really interested, which is so great, right? Yeah. Because if we can't, we can attack this either way, you know, we can do it from the employee side. We can do it from the business owner's side. Whoever is generating the most interest is the person who I'm going to help at the time, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like I, I feel like this is good. And hopefully as we reach more business owners and more massage therapists, that this this movement, this idea of sustainability and career longevity inside the workplace is going to continue to take off. So,
1: yeah. And I think I think on both sides, we need to be a little more Well, I mean, I keep saying clear communication, but, you know, as therapists, ask questions before you take the job, like know what you're getting into. And and that goes both ways,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, because
1: if you're just hiring anybody with a massage license as an employer, you'll probably get the wrong people in. Yeah. And if you're just like, I'll just take whatever job I can get to start out with. Well, there's a good chance that it's it's not the. The best place for you so I think if you know slowing down on both sides and and again getting that clarity about you know what what would make a great job for you and what would make a great employee for you and trying to match those things up
0: yeah I mean we always talk about like who's our ideal client but I think the business owners need to do sit down and say who is my ideal employee
1: right who's and then same thing what's my ideal work situation Absolutely. That's my ideal boss? You know, would you be comfortable, more comfortable working in a therapist owned business? Or do you, would you be more comfortable working someplace where, you know, they have the huge marketing budget to keep you busy? Um, mm-hmm. And just looking at all of those, those different aspects.
0: Absolutely. All right, Gail. Well, I'm going to wrap up our interview, but I think this was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, next time we'll talk about marketing.
1: Yes, <laughs> let's do
0: it. So, go <laughs> right. right. and like remind the listeners who you are. How can they find you online?
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm Gail Wood. Um, I am an approved continuing education provider, massage therapist, esthetician, online entrepreneur. I wear many hats, um, but you can find me at massageandspasuccess.com. I have a free um, success toolkit that you can download. There's actually some good information and audios about rebooking in there. Um, and then I have another business, Elevate And that is more for people that are interested in creating other streams of income, maybe some online income streams and um, taking the next step or just having, you know, more, more options. So all right, And you guys can reach out to me on either one of my websites, email me, find me on Facebook.
0: Perfect. Yeah. All right, yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. And I will talk to you soon. We're going to go live in the USO LMT Facebook group sometime next month. And I will let everybody decide to do that. So I really appreciate you being here.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Bye. Right.
0: Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining Gail and I today on the USO LMT podcast. I hope you found this podcast episode fun and informative. Be on the lookout for reimagining a sustainable massage industry where all stakeholders thrive and visit Gail for help with all your marketing needs at massageandspasuccess.com. Please join us at USO LMT at www.usolmt.com. As a member, you'll join in our mission to unify, advocate, educate, and engage the massage therapists in the future, and learn how to act and organize in our field to bring about positive change. Check out our events page, where we publish all of our upcoming events and calls to our massage community for participation, and links to our recorded and past events. We encourage you to join our private national Facebook group, USO LMT, to find out more and join in the conversations we are having about changing our industry for the better. You can also email us at be the change at usolmt.com for more information. We'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. Be the change.